Hey everybody, welcome. Good morning. Of course, as soon as I start recording on the morning mindset, someone cranks up a weed eater. It's like it's like on cue. Um, <laughs> so if we if we haven't talked in a while, which we haven't, my name is Gary Miller. This podcast is brought to you by every landscaping company that decides to hit the weed eater as soon as I hit record. Um, if you're new to the to this morning mindset call, it's pretty simple. Um, unlike a lot of my normal podcast stuff where we are in the house, in the home office with the nice fancy mics and, you know, garage band and all the stuff. Um, this one, I, I go for a walk with you. Um, we go out on the morning walk together and we chat for a few minutes um, just as if we were, you know, walking down the, the walking trail here and. Katy, Texas, which is where I'm coming to you from. So, um, so you get all the ambient noise, and see right there, there were birds. It's like a total natural thing, right? Um, but sometimes it's cars, it's birds, it's weed eaters. The point is, we're just having a what I hope is a good conversation. So, thanks for being here. And it has been a while since I've been on this feed. So, man, good to reconnect. So, I, I, I came up with this. This idea hit me like a ton of bricks. It's been something that's been kind of circling the airport in my mind, and it finally landed earlier this morning. I was like, oh, finally, okay. I got to take this to the folks for a morning mindset night. I called this episode uh, the death process, and that sounds really um, not exactly uplifting and motivating, but if you'll hang with me for a few minutes, I think you'll see... Um, there's something good here, something good here. So we'll set the table this way. Um, if you've ever um, seen the movie Arrival, it's a, uh, it's a kind of science fiction-y, aliens coming to Earth movie that um, is very trippy in its storyline. It'll, it'll, it'll rattle your noodle a little bit at the end. Uh, great movie, though. I've, I've, I've watched it a couple of times in the last year because it's one of those things you go back... And even though you know how it ends now, you keep seeing new things um, that you, you know, you didn't see before. And um, so there's a, there's, a, there's a section, it's very small, in this movie, Arrival, that talks about this thing, this, this, this phrase, death process. And without giving away any spoilers and without um, turning this into the <laughs> movie review podcast with Gary. Um, there is a scene where there are two, we'll just call them aliens, um, beings from another realm. And uh, one of them, <coughs> one of the two gets injured. Uh, gets injured in a, uh, uh, there's an explosion of some sort. Someone tries to sabotage all things aliens and um, gets injured. Injured to the point that um, when, the, when his partner alien is asked, you know, hey, where is, where's, your, where's your friend? Where's your, where's your other alien buddy? He says that, that his friend has started the death process. In other words, he's dying. And I, I thought about this idea of the death process because... For a lot of folks that I encounter and have encountered over the years, 
what I what I see is there's an inability or an unwillingness rather for us to kind of die to a to an old version of ourselves so we can be born into a new version of ourselves. Any one of you that have an entrepreneurial bone in your body understand fundamentally what I mean when I say we're, we're where we are today, but we really want to be somewhere else. And what that means is, you know, the great Jim Rohn said many, many, many times over is that if we, if we want to go and be and, and achieve new things in new places and new experiences, we have to become something different than we are today. Because if we don't uh, become something different, we stay right where we are. And for a lot of folks, they, they love the idea of a better future, a better life, a better income, better relationships, better health, whatever the thing is. So they see that off, you know, over the horizon, but they don't, they're, they're absolutely unwilling for where they are today, their, their, their current self. They're not, they're not willing to let some of those ideas some of the beliefs, some of those things die in order to birth a better version of themselves which will help them achieve what they want in the future. Some try, a lot try. I would argue that in in any entrepreneurial endeavor, I don't care if you're talking about online marketing stuff, internet marketing, direct sales network marketing, um, you're a 1099 salesperson and anything from real estate to insurance, it doesn't matter. Um, I think a lot of people start. They, they, I tell you, everything I just listed has phenomenal levels of start every day. People start every day. Excited, enthusiastic, ambitious, well-intentioned people starting every day. Because they see that thing over the horizon and they want that 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 better thing that's that's out there whatever that thing is they want you know more income better life better house no debt 30 pounds less whatever the thing is they start and they they see it off in the horizon the problem is is whether they know it consciously or not in order to get to that place they have to become the person that is worthy to stand in that place in the future and when that when they realize that there's going to be a change. There's going to be a death process of the old person because they've got to birth a new person. And when they realize that that is real, they will, we, we, what we see on the surface is we see people quit. And you have to understand, you know, industries that have incredibly high enthusiastic start rates also have incredibly high, very disastrous quit rates, right? It's not, it's not a mystery. So the reason that we, we see it on the surface as quitting and we try to, you know, as leaders, if you've ever built an organization of any size from five to 500,000, you, you know it will puzzle you like forever. You know, you're, you're thinking, why did so-and-so quit? Why, you know, and you try to rattle around all the reasons. But the quitting is just a symptom. Um, it's, it's kind of the... Um, it's a mirage, really, because what's, what's actually going on is we all specialize at that moment 
and some impressive self-sabotage because that self-sabotage will keep us from going all the way through the death process to actually rebirth a better version of ourselves to step into the future. So instead of, you know, letting the old man, the old woman die, that old thinking, those old beliefs die, we're not talking about, you know, physical death here. We're talking about ideas. We, we don't let those ideas die. So what we do when we realize that it's going to be change and change is painful and change is hard and there's loss, we will we'll do whatever we can in the form of self-sabotage to keep the old ideas on life support so that they don't die. We'll stay right there and we'll literally stay in almost this, this mindset-induced coma, this self-sabotage-induced coma, and we will stay there indefinitely. We're not dead, but we're certainly not out alive. We're in a state of literally comatose, stuck right where you are. We've all done this. I certainly have. And so, because, and I think it begs the question then, but why wouldn't, I mean, if you knew that if you would let go of this old stuff, because you know you're going to have to change to get where you want to go. So if you know that, why wouldn't you let that old stuff die? Well, you got to think in your, your regular life. I, I had the unfortunate experience in the last decade, half a decade, well, I guess, yeah, decade, um, of, of having both of my parents pass away. And I tell you... Um, if you've, if you've lost someone that's, that's important to you or played a significant role in your life or, you know, was one of those kind of pillar figures, right? Parent, grandparent, brother, spouse, best friend, whatever. Um, as you can hear, the dogs are joining in on the audio today. They just want to share some thoughts. I should open up the line to them. <laughs> so if you've lost someone, you've lost one of those pillar folks, um, death is hard we lose something fundamentally. I mean, something that was there yesterday that's been there for 30 years or 10 years or whatever is no longer there. And it's, it's weird and it's hard and, it, and, and it's emotional and it's painful. A lot of folks don't want to let that their old stories, their old beliefs, their old things die so they can become who they need to become simply because they recognize, whether consciously or subconsciously, and I would argue it's in the subconscious, but separate podcast, they, they, they know that, well, if I really change and I birth this new person and I achieve all those things, those things would all be great, but this thing that I've known for so long will be gone. It won't be there anymore. You know, that, that story of all my debt, well, the debt will be gone. Or, you know, the, the, the years talking about paycheck to paycheck will be gone. And then I won't have that story anymore. And I won't, I won't be able to post it on Facebook and get, you know, cheap amens from the other people who are miserable. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, we, we will have to let it go. And it's hard. You know, it's hard to let go of those stories. It's hard to let go of the, of the sympathy we know we can get from our story. I, I said this on a conference call, actually it was a webinar, it was about a year ago. And oh my goodness, you would have thought 
that I got on the webinar and suggested that everybody go commit some serious crime. I mean, it was very offensive to some people, but I, I still stand by it that I, I think people hold on to stories often so that they can keep marching those stories out to get sympathy from people. It's false sympathy. It's enabling sympathy. And that, that sympathy is not a good thing. It's actually holding you back dramatically because you could still swim around in that soup of false sympathy, get a little bit of a hit of, okay, I feel loved and special, and never do anything to change. I think it's a horrible thing. I think, I think that kind of sympathy has done more to hurt people than help them. Like, I, I believe it. And, and I think if you look at your own experience, you'll find that to be true. So that being said, that being said, um, you know, we lose something when something dies. And that can be a really difficult thing for people to process. It can be super difficult. But we have to, you know. And there's the stages of grief. And again, not the topic of this podcast, but, but when, we, when somebody dies, we lose something. When something dies, we lose something that was there that wasn't. That's one of the reasons folks won't enter into that mindset death process where they got to let go of stuff. A lot of folks won't go through this in the mindset way to go to where they need to go to become who they want to become because they're just unwilling to let go of certain ideas. And, and a lot of that, frankly, is driven in ego. True story. You know, we, we, we have told ourselves for so long, darn it, I'm right about this thing. I am correct. Nobody else can tell me otherwise. Well, let's just assume that you are right, but your life's not right. You're wanting to go somewhere else and achieve more things and go to a different place. You've recognized that, but you're still convinced you're right with this thinking back here. But it's your thinking back here that got you to where you are. Is it possible that you're wrong? That's, man, that that was interesting. You know, when I... When my mom passed away, um, you know, my, my mom and I, I was raised by a single mom. You know, she was, she was mom and dad had an incredibly difficult job, an unruly, you know, guitar playing teenager that she had to contest with, you know, every day for years. Um, we had a good relationship. I don't think we had a great relationship. Um, I think we had a good relationship. And... Um, and that, that's not, by the way, that, that's okay to say that. You're not disparaging the dead by saying, you know, now that I look on it, our relationship was good. If you'd have asked me when she was alive, I would have said, oh, we have a great relationship. But part of it is letting go of some ideas because we have to, again, I quote Jim Rome, we have to affirm the truth. I think we spend a lot of time in our lives affirming things that aren't even real. <laughs> You know, I mean, we have to affirm the truth. And the truth was, I had to let go of an idea. We had a good relationship. We didn't have a great relationship. Had a good relationship. I think all relationships can use improvement. We had a good relationship, but there were some things in the after, um, you know, the after the funeral's done and a little bit of time passed, and 
you know, as I was thinking about our relationship, and there were some things that, you know, that, that, that were, not, were not the best. And whose fault that is and how that divvies out, it's really irrelevant, but it wasn't the best. And I had to let go of some ideas that I had about my childhood, about, about my mom, and because I, I knew that if I was going to move forward, I had to let go of some stuff, and that's hard. Well, I tell you, I, I'm convinced as an adult, I mean, I'm, this is just my own experience, guys, so take it for what it is. As an adult, I, I don't know that there's many things as hard as changing fundamentally what you believe about something. That's a tough thing to do because, you know, if you get a few years on you, you know, I'm not, I'm not super old, but I'm not super young either. <laughs> and you've had enough years to drive an idea through repetition over in your life. It gets so fortified, so solidified that it is really hard to change somebody's idea once they've been down the road a little bit. Part of the death process of you changing that mindset, letting the old person die to step into the new person, is you've got to let go of some ideas. Man, that's hard. That's hard. I don't, I don't sell rainbows here. You know, it's going to be easy. I say it all the time in our work in the agency. I say, look, the reason that this pays so well is because it's hard. If anybody could do it and it was easy, there'd be no money in it, right? There's not a lot of gains in things that are easy and everybody could do. Look, this is hard. It's hard to let go of ideas. So again, just a quick, you know, micro recap here. We'll self-sabotage, keep ourselves on coma life support, not change and become the person we need to become because we fear, one, losing that thing, that story, losing the excuse. Oh, my gosh. What would we do? What would we do if we couldn't march that excuse out anymore because now we had achieved something? That thing that was there for all those years is not there anymore. We fear that loss. Two, we, we were scared to let go of ideas. Because that means we'd have to, we'd have to change. Oh no, I have to change anything, Gary, but change. <laughs> we have to let go of some stuff. Oh, many teachers have done it. I, I just happened to spend a lot of time studying Jim Rohn, but I, I can tell you that it's a familiar idea that if there's somewhere else you want to be, and again, I'm not here to assign what those other places are and if they're good or they're bad. Look, you know where you want to go. Whether it's what you want to live in, what you want to drive, what you want to wear, what experiences you want to have, relationships, health, all the major categories that we all experience. Wherever that is that you want to go that's more than what you have now, okay? If it's more than what you want to have now, here's what we absolutely know. You cannot have more than you have now while staying exactly as you are today. You have to change. And if it's a really big change, if it's, a, if it's a significant thing you're wanting to achieve, and man, I hope it is. I hope it is. I hope you've got one of those big, hairy goals that is just, man, it, it, it almost makes the whiteboard cry when you write it on there, right? I mean, it's gigantic. If, if that is the case, 
then know that you're going to have to go through the death process. And it's going to hurt. And it, you're going to feel the loss. And you're going to feel the pain of changing and letting go of ideas. You know, when, when someone's dying and the body's, the body's shutting down physically, you know, I spent enough years working in trauma to unfortunately witness this, you know, things start shutting down and closing down and, you know, you give medication for the pain to make folks comfortable because it's all, it's ending. There will be pain if you really go through this mindset death process. Again, we're talking mindset here, not physical. But as you, as you go through it, understand that that's normal. And I would just add this if you're really going to embrace this idea, and I would encourage you to. Um, try it on. Understand there will be, like in any process of physical death, there will be some mourning. You won't, you'll feel funky for a while. I think sometimes we've all watched one too many motivational videos, seen one too many person on a stage sharing the amazing result, and all those things are great. I love them. Man, I, I mark out for them. You, you, it comes on, I'll watch. But we forget that there's a gap. I wish in our entrepreneurial world of, of massive amounts of content that talk about everything under the sun, I wish there was a lot more time spent talking about the gap. Seth Godin called it the dip, but the, the gap. I mean, there, there's going to be a gap between you initiating and, and doing this change the death process, because it is a process, it's not going to happen one day, and to, from there to the point of you achieving that thing that you want. There will be a gap. Now, I don't have the prescription on how long the gap is. There are some things that can accelerate the gap. Again, we'd be here for eight hours if we, if we broke that down. But, but understand this. There is a gap. You're going to need some time to mourn. You will. You're going to feel funky for a little bit. It's not going to feel great. I went through this not so long ago. And I remember thinking, I am more clear on my future and my goals and the path and the activity and everything that we need to do to achieve what we want to achieve. More clear than ever. Was more all in than ever. And I thought, but man, I am, I feel funky. You know, I was like, I should feel better about all this. And I'll leave you with this one last piece of advice today. Longer session, but this one was important. One of my mentors, long distance mentor, um, said this once on a conference call and it, it stopped me in my tracks. I mean, guys, I've been on about a zillion conference calls and I, I, always, I always try to learn one thing. I always try to learn one thing. If you've been on enough conference calls, you've heard a lot of the same things over and over and over again, but you know, as Tony Robbins said, repetition's the mother of skill, right? You need to hear it more than once. You don't need to read 50 books. You need to run, read one book 50 times, right? But I was on this call, and he says, when you're in these, these times of kind of transition, I would call it the dip, the dip of the death process, don't trust your feelings. Don't trust them. Because like I told you, you won't feel good. 
And when you don't feel good, you'll be tempted to not do the most important things you need to be doing in your life. And if you're an entrepreneur listening to me, and you probably are in your business, right? You, you, won't, you won't do them because you'll say, well, I don't feel like it. Don't trust your feelings. Don't trust them. I, I think, I, I still want to give Sam Crowley credit for this, but I, I think he was the one that said, don't trust how you feel on really bad days in your business and life. Don't trust your feelings on really good days. Both days are kind of lying to you, right? Our feelings come from all kinds of things. We need jerk our way through. A big problem with most of us is that we've, we've made a bunch of decisions in our lives, mostly bad, based on in-the-moment feelings, when in fact we shouldn't trust our feelings. What we should be looking at What is that larger goal we've set? What is the larger vision? That has legs, it's solid, the concrete is set on that. Our feelings are kind of bobs, you know, little bobbers bobbing through the water. They move all over the place based on the direction of the wind, right? I go back to Jim Rome, he says, yeah, the wind's gonna blow all kinds of ways, but it's the set of your sail, your philosophy, where you're going that's gonna change things. I hope you give this some thought today. I really do. I think this is an important idea, and I know it'll serve you well. I'll see you next time.